Next moment, the luggage, the seat, the platform, and the station had completely vanished. The four children, holding hands and panting, found themselves standing in a woody place that branches were sticking into them and there was hardly room to move. They all rubbed their eyes and took a deep breath. Oh, Peter, exclaimed Lucy, do you think we could possibly have gone back to Narnia? Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcasts, where we are doing a chapter-by-chapter deep dive into the Chronicles of Narnia by Clive Staples Lewis. I'm Kel. I'm Chase. And thank you so much for joining us today. Just a reminder that today we're going to be starting the fourth book in the series, Prince Caspian. Uh, But general spoiler warning for the book as a whole, the Narnia series as a whole, as well as, you know, we're going to talk about other stories, other things that we like to talk about. And we'll try to give a spoiler warning along the way if it's too egregious or too far out there. But today, as I mentioned, Chase, we are discussing chapter one of Prince Caspian, The Island. The Island? Is this Uh It is lost. Uh, it is, they're lost. Makes sense the now. kids are lost. It all makes sense now. I'm I'm really excited for the polar bear. Actually, yeah. I think it's a brown bear, but uh, I'm pretty there, sure it will be a smoke monster. I'm pretty sure it's a door that leads to a place that matters. Maybe that I think that's next chapter, but it it is a thing that's accurate. In fact, I think it, so is far this real? Lost. Is this real? Is uh, my- that's a fair question for the entire series, but that would really mess with some people's concepts of children's book and what the actual meaning is. So it's probably best that we leave that one on the side. Probably best we skip that and, uh, you know, skip the existential questions and just get on with the summary. Oh, sounds like a great plan, Miguel. What a smart, <laughs> smart man. <laughs> uh, so there were, yeah, there were once four children called the Pevensies, who have a book written about them called The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And if you want to know what happened then, go read it or go listen to our other podcasts. Uh, after the events of that book, though, they found themselves back in their world with no time passed, and they didn't tell anyone but a creepy uncle what happened. This is all about a year ago, and now they sat in a train station on their way back to boarding school. And any moment a train would show up to take the girls off to one school and the boys off to another. They're all kind of sad to be going back to school, but then suddenly Lucy, the youngest one, let out a cry like she'd been stung by a wasp. Then Edmund yelled out the same way, and then they all felt as though they were being pulled by someone or something. Edmund was the first to realize that this was magic, and Susan suggested that they all hold hands. A moment later, they found themselves no longer in the train station, but in a densely wooded place. Wondering if they were back in Narnia, they pushed through the branches out to a beach and Switchfoot played in the background. They waited on the beach and discussed plans for food and water. And after some wandering, they discovered they were on an island. They did come across a stream for water. And after splitting the two sandwiches they had amongst the four of them, they decided to venture inland to see if they could find anything. They followed the stream up, and then to their surprise, they found an apple tree. Then another, and another, what was once an orchard before the place had become overgrown. And then they came across a stone wall, broken down in places with flowers growing up it. And then they found an archway that once held a gate, and they broke back some of the overgrown limbs and entered into a sunny courtyard where the chapter ends with no things happening. Hmm. The theme of this chapter is adaptation and chase previously on 
the Chronicles of Narnia. That's how I feel about this chapter. And the reason, audience, that is probably not reading along with us, I said you can go read that book, is because it literally says that in the first sentence of this book. There were once four children named Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy, and it has been told in another book called The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, how they had a remarkable adventure. That's the opening line of this book. Yeah. Uh, and he's also going to call back to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe throughout this book and the rest of the series. The next chapter will have a quote or a, a reference to the previous book. Like, not just like, you know, this thing's happened in the past, but like, hey, this is a story that you can read about. Like he's removed the, the meta narrative. Yeah. You know, if we love CS Lewis for anything, it's uh it's for his marketing genius. He knows how to sell books that he's already sold. Yeah. Man's got to sell a book. You know, it was only a year ago. Some people probably haven't heard the Lion, the witch in the wardrobe or seen it yet or read it or read it, you know? So uh, you gotta, gotta, you know, gotta keep that hustle. Gotta keep the grind going, you know, but this, yeah. This chapter for me kind of feels like uh, that random part. If you've seen Stranger Things, uh, if you have not, you know, spoiler warning, real quick. It's really not that big of a of a spoiler. Uh, this feels like the random episode, like uh, where the boy and his horse is kind, or the horse and his boy is kind of like the random episode where Eleven uh, goes and meets all of the, you know, that her super powered like friend who like she grew up with in the same. A uh, little mental hospital experimental place, and they have like a little random adventure, and it doesn't really matter. Um, no one cares about it. No one likes it, and then they never address it again. Uh, and they go back to Hawkins uh, after it. This is kind of how that feels, where it's like, all right, I know that we just spent a whole book with people who you're never going to see throughout this series again. Um, and I know we really didn't go into Narnia, but here, remember the Pevensies? Remember Narnia? Here we are again. So you're saying that X-Men movies don't usually work? Yeah, I think that's that's probably what I'm saying. Uh, I did recently rewatch the X-Men movies. Um, They're fun. They're just not great. The first first few, you know, not terrible. They've got some real bad ones in the middle. You know, I mean, then you Logan get, was fantastic. Logan was great. You know, one of the first superhero movies to make me cry. So good on you. Uh, and that's a reference for, you know, Australian Hugh Jackman. So, uh, you know, it's but it's good. But yeah, all that to say this. This is written chronologically, like in real world time, the year after Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. A Horse and His Boy won't be written for another couple years, even though it chronologically in the Narnian world comes before this. So we've got to make sure that our audience is, you know, kept up with, uh, you know, how things are going in the real world. Because the last book written would have been Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, And so this is, yeah, this is, he's just kind of doing a previously on segment before um, telling us that, hey, the kids are all, you know, it's been a year. Now they're, you know, they're like they had just enjoyed their holidays uh and everything like that which uh for if you're american is summer vacation uh and they are now heading back to school the girls are going one way on a train the guys are going another way there's a singer in a smoky room uh wait hold on that's a different that's a song but they are heading let's go 
Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it. It la- that song lasts about as long as these chapters, and I think more happens in that song. So, I I just couldn't read this chapter without humming the song "This Is Home" by Switchfoot to myself because that was playing in all the previews for this movie when it came out. And, Man, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, do you like Switchfoot? Yes or no? Is is really the eternal question that we all have to answer for ourselves and can't quite place a finger on. Who's your favorite secular band on three? One, two, three, Switchfoot. Uh it's no, it's uh it's a real yeah, it's a moment, man. I forgot about that movie and I try to forget about the movies after Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, like Caspian and Voyage of the Don Treader movies. But the Voyage Skip of the Don Treader movie is hilarious. Is we'll it's there. yeah, but in a way that like the sci-fi movies, are, like the channel sci-fi movies, are hilarious. Where it's like they're just not good, and so they're funny. Oh sure, yeah. It's it's a shark. It's the Sharknado of the Narnia series. But Sharknado is aware that it's bad, and it steers into yeah. it, and therefore you like like Sharknado has a, a cult following for a reason, and I'm a part of that cult following. Gladly, yeah. I. I hate myself that I can't think of her name right now, but what's the, what's the main actress in that movie? The blonde girl. Yeah. Um, it's going to bug me, but she's, she, she's the girl really from Scrubs. Like she was, I watched their shark week thing this year because discovery plus was worth it. And she's Thank like you. actually very delightful and it made it make more sense. Why, why those movies work. Also, just yeah. you can dive face first into a shark with a chainsaw. It's really yeah. a concept that we haven't explored before. That I'm, I'm really glad that we glad for us. I'm glad we did. And you'll mention, you'll, you'll notice, audience, that we're talking about things a lot more than this chapter because not a lot happens in this chapter because yeah. our kids get sucked into Narnia. They're on this railway station, and then, like C.S. Lewis, it's like he heard all of our complaints that you know he's bad at pacing. And like some of his chapters are kind of useless and slow. And he goes, you know what? I, I'll take your criticism to the bank. How about this? Boom. I'm taking you straight to Narnia. Not even waiting for a wardrobe or for you to walk through a, a door onto the train. Nope. Boom. Magic vortex. Sucks you right into the world. And now we're going to have pacing issues. Yeah. It, I mean, what the issue is, if you've ever been to the beach and gotten back from the beach and someone asks you oh well, what all did y'all do oh we we played on the beach we sat sat on the beach read a book it was nice like a beach trip is not a very eventful vacation to tell a story about and that is essentially what half of this chapter is unless you get attacked by a shark and rip through it with a chainsaw that's fair, but I don't think there were any t- tornadoes on this island, or smoke monsters. Uh, you you don't know because there's a lot. There's a lot of ruins. So, I mean, they should explore those ruins and see if they can't find a, I don't know, maybe like an atom bomb buried underneath the island. Could be a thing. Could be a yeah. thing. But so our 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 kids, the Pevensey children, are are returning heroes. Uh, you know, from the. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, uh, the four children are pulled into Narnia um, from this railway station. They hold hands uh, and they, you know, are magically transported into this wooden area 
uh, woody, woody area, you know, a, like a forest, not like a wooden, like a box. Uh, they are transported, uh, you know, away from all of their luggage and anything they weren't holding on to, which, you know, good thing that Susan said to everyone hold hands. Cause you know, what if they had gotten separated in the space time continuum? Don't know, you know, we're, you know, let's just, we pretend to not answer that kind of question, but they're all transported uh, into, you know, what we as the audience knows, this is clearly Narnia. And Lucy is like, do you think we've gone back to Narnia? And Peter's like, could be anywhere. Could be anywhere, Lucy. It's like, what where we say, oh, what, look, a beach. Yeah. Like, where else do you think, like, the only time in your life, which was only a year ago, that you've experienced magic was in Narnia. So, like, I mean, this seems like a pretty logical conclusion. Yeah, they, but I guess Peter's they're not aware sure that... of the multiverse. They don't know that they could be pulled other places. Like they're they're not getting pulled into Char. Yeah, they they don't know that anywhere else exists. They think it's just like parallel universes, Narnia and Earth. Mm-hmm. They don't think that the ruins of Charn are waiting, or whatever other worlds that James could have conquered instead of Narnia are waiting. Yeah. She done. She done messed up. She picked the wrong one, man. Uh, not only does this one have, you know, lion, but it's also got Tash, and so it's just it's a rough place to try to go to. Yeah, but a lot of talking demons in the woods. Uh, all that to say, we uh, the the kids, you know, they're they don't know where they are yet. They're they're confused what's happening, and they find themselves on a sandy beach. Uh, and Chase, obviously, you know, uh, you know, they're uh, they're they're walking through the beach. Uh, we've got to, you know, like C.S. Lewis has got to let us know. Remember, this is still a British book. And, uh, and you know, we get a classic from Peter, by Jove. Oh, uh, he says by Jove at least three times in this chapter alone. Oh, yeah. And at no, least he, two more times in the next chapter. It's like his thing now. That's, uh, that's, his, that's the equivalent of, like, his Mr. Beavers. Like, he's a good lion, but not a safe one. Uh, that's... In case you weren't sure that Peter is actually a British gentleman who was born in the 40s, which is the case. I do. And I'm pretty sure Edmonds is great Scott. That's like, that's his thing. Um, He's British or Doc Brown. uh, One of the two. We don't need Rhodes, which is actually going to be a plot point in this book. It will. That's true. Uh, But, you know, we, they, you know, well, they let us know they're British. And then C.S. Lewis, again, the teacher, the professor, got to take one more dunk on the school system. Uh, so, like, Edmund goes, this is better than being in a stuffy train on the way back to Latin and French and algebra. Like, Latin for sure, yeah. That's kind of useless. Like, I mean, it's a dead language. I guess, I, like, root words are nice, but. I kind of regret learning French, to be honest. It's, uh, it hasn't been super helpful. Yeah, well, you know, maybe go to go to France. I don't know. Uh, but it's I want to pay like, for my plane ticket, Kelly. You're welcome to. Uh, if, let me. I got to move some things around in my bank account. Uh, let I me, mean, to be fair, I I applied for my passport yesterday or the day before, and so I'm not going to get that back to so, I can't even. Got months. Yeah, I can't even do it right now. But he's just taking another dunk on school system, how useless it is, and how much it's better to be on adventures. Uh, and Susan, you know, like, hey, let's make some plans. Uh, you know, we probably need to get something to eat. Uh, that's an important thing. And they're like, all right, cool. Like how much, how much food do we got? And, uh, the girls are like, well, uh, like, or Edmund says, I've got my sandwich. Uh, and Peter has his, 
the girls, their, their sandwiches were on their luggage stuff. So that's a bummer. Um, Left their lunch in their purses. So it looks like they just won't eat. Just yep. kidding. They're always going to split them at some point. Uh, but they're they're realizing it was they're weird that only the girls forgot their lunch. Like, yeah. both boys just happen to keep their lunches in their pockets. Is it, what does that say about either boys or girls? Like, you know, the the boys are just like, yeah, whatever. Just throw it in their coat pocket. Their sandwiches are going to be smushed and gross by the end of the day. I mean, having spent time in youth ministry, I've known more than one teenage boy to keep a literal sandwich in their like pant pocket so yep it's not shocking it's not fair. at all there's there's a lot of moments that are not shocking about you know like if you're relating this to youth ministry throughout this this chapter this book all the books really but they decide they need to go find some water because it's hot they're on the beach and uh you know edmund is like hey it's like in the books uh obviously if there's any water sources, it's going to, you know, lead down to the shore. There will be a stream of some sort, which is maybe true, I guess. Like, I don't know. It seems like a leap in Look, logic here. If I learned anything from Finding Nemo, it's that all water goes to the ocean. All pipes leave the ocean, my friend. Uh, so they just got to find a toilet and drink from it. Is that what you're now, not now you're talking but about? But now we're now we're cooking with fire. Uh, but they decide to go looking, and they're you know walking around the island. And we present to you the bulk of this chapter is walking around the island. Uh, not a lot happening. They just decide they're they're walking around the beach. They're chilling, uh, and because eventually you know maybe they'll come upon something, um, maybe not. Who knows? But that's the that's the tension in the chapter. This is the action point. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. Great entry back into the magical world. We yeah, have. it's uh, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to get through the Pevensey Drive chapters. It's yeah, it's they're they're just walking. You know, got to devote some time to talking about who's carrying whose coats because uh, that's important. Um, you know, make sure that we know that you know some of them are wearing shoes at some point. Some of them aren't. Uh, you know, it was very nice of Edmund to carry Peter's jacket for a few hours. Yeah, that's nice. Why didn't they offer to carry their sisters? You know, why didn't they just leave the coats in the woods and not think about them ever again? Yeah, I mean, they, they've displayed that that's a pattern, you know, in, in their previous Narnian history. So, you know, who cares about these coats? But uh, they're you know, they realize that they're on an island. They're not just on the beach because uh, they see, you know, water all around. They've, you know, walked around most of the island. So apparently it's not that large at this point. Um, and, oh, would you look at that, Chase? They finally found a stream. How convenient. And as everyone knows, you need to go to the top of the stream for the freshest water. Uh, and they make their way up. They dip their faces, wash themselves, take some drinks, things like that. Uh, and then they decide, you know what, let's just go ahead and eat because we'd rather eat them now while they're fine than save them and they go bad. Uh, and as uh, as they said, it, it was a great deal better than nothing. Uh, but, you know, no one's getting a lot. They're they're tired. They're hungry. And they, you know, starting to get a little frustrated at each other. And they've got a discernment of, you know, a long term plan trying to decide like, Hey, we got to find some roots to eat. What kind of roots tree roots doesn't matter. 
It really doesn't, Chase. But this is the stuff that we're reading in this chapter. Don't worry, Kel. They find some apples. Oh, thank God. Because do you, do you smell that, Chase? What? It's a bunch of apples. Like, this is what's confusing to me. Maybe I've never been around. Like, maybe I've never been hungry enough to, like, smell an apple that has its, like, skin still on. But, like. No, it's. It's not, it's not a thing. Like you don't go to the store and buy apple scented things. It's, it's not fragrant. No, apples are generally not like, if you were to say like, like, I'm trying to think of a fruit that like, there's like, I mean, you can definitely have like citrusy smells, but like, you don't smell really an orange or a lemon until you cut into it. Like, which like the hand, you just have to like. Most things that have sense to them, you have to engage with them to make the scent happen. Like, I just because I'm a 40 year old white woman, I just bought some eucalyptus for the vase for your koala. It's uh, you, you can't smell leaves like that, or like I have lavender in my garden, like, you can't smell leaves like that unless you like touch them because the scent comes when you interact with it. And I feel like apples are the same way. The little bit of scent that you get, you get from like scratching the skin or yeah. like cutting into it. Right. Even then but, it's not like you smell it from, from down the way. Yeah. Like, oh, but apparently, apparently these are, you know, like, this is why, you know, I thought these were, I thought they were going to go into the, like, like, I thought this was going to be a reference to, you know, the beautiful, like, apple tree kind of thing. Because it was like, oh, these are, like, magical apples. And then later on, they'll go, nope, remember, these are just the trees that we planted, like, when we were, you know, still in Narnia. And it's like, oh, this is, this is just normal apple trees? Yeah, cool. I mean, in a, if this was J.K. Rowling, it would be magic silver apples that they planted. That, sure. that also seed that that prolonged that, that prolonged your life uh but you shouldn't eat it because it would come at a cost yeah yeah or at least make you very healthy if you're in england um sure. but yeah they nope just I normal know, apples that, that and, didn't exist yet i guess in the timeline of him writing these books but yeah. but you know what chase it's not just one apple tree there's dozens of them dozens and you know they're just there there's a huge orchard uh and they realize hey look at that this this must have been an, an inhabited island once upon a time because that's a wall by jove it's a stone wall by jove by uh, jove stone wall jack that's a good one jove <laughs> bye <laughs> that's uh, good old jove who's jove and why are we saying goodbye i mean these are more important questions than get answered in this chapter. That's true. Cause not a lot do. And so they realize, you know, there's a bunch of apple trees and some walls and they press their way through the branches and they make their way just into another area where they, you know, another courtyard. And wouldn't you know it, Chase, that's the end of the chapter. It's kind of like in a video game where the level is just getting through the like maze hallway but you don't mm-hmm. actually have any bad guys to fight 
you think this is like the beginning, like it, like the beginning level of a Link video game where it's like press A to swipe sword? Yeah, yeah. And like go press, you know, press this button to pick up the vase. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's like waiting, waking up from your uh, from your sleeping antechamber to find your girlfriend's dead dad in oh. form. Yeah, oh. just like that. Man, look at that. That's a deep cut. <laughs> but have yeah, I that's the end of this chapter. Chase, do you have anything to add that hasn't been added to this really eventful chapter? I mean, Kel, I truly, truly wish I did. Do you want to talk about Stranger Things or X-Men more? I mean, if I'd seen Stranger Things, I'd love to. Um, so it's about some things that are that are strange. Oh, okay. It's it's kids in that one too, right? There are kids. There are four of them. Actually, there's more than that. But you know, who cares? They're kids. Yeah, it's uh, it's really one of those chapters that feels like it could have been a paragraph. Could have been a paragraph. Could have been combined with the second chapter. Those two chapters could have been combined with the third one. Who knows? Who am I to say? But you know. who are we? Like, why Why do we think that he should have spent time on this, you know? Yeah, you know, what, what do I know? Not like this is like one of the most famous book series of all time. Like, sure. we can't expect it to be like well-written. Man. Oh, well. But Chase, yeah. you want to dive further up and further in for us? I would love to dive face first into a shark. <laughs> With a chainsaw. <laughs> No, I'm good. Just no, you know, I'm just gonna skip it this week. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can I can go further up and further in for us. Uh, <laughs> my further up and further in this week is about the escape from the ordinary. Even though this felt like a very ordinary chapter, uh, this was in fact for the Pevensey children a big change from what they were expecting this trip to school to look like. And and this is a big theme in children's literature, especially this, this breakthrough of the mundane. Like think about the beginning of the Harry Potter series. You've got this exceptionally normal family. Like that is everything they aspire to be in life is normal. And they're living in the suburbs, just trying to stay out of people's way, except one boy turns out to be anything but normal. Or in Star Wars, you have a farm boy living a normal life with his aunt and uncle until he meets a uh, a droid and a space wizard. Or like, like you think of so many of the Marvel movies. Like that was a normal day for Tony Stark selling guns to the military, and then and then he ended up. And then Tony Stark built this in a cave. Uh, and yeah, for the Pevensies, normal is a train station on the way to school because they go to boarding school and British parents don't exist. Uh, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Education is the worst. Why would you want to learn like algebra or stuff? Or be uh, able to like, you know, I don't know, write and read, says the not author. Important. Not important. Save that for when you go to college and and when it matters uh but yeah this kind of escape from the ordinary is what stories invite us into it's 
the idea that we've talked about plenty of times that in the midst of your normal life around any given corner, you might stumble into the extraordinary, the magical, the adventurous, and that's what Narnia is about. It's, it's about imagination and magic and, and the wonder that most grown-ups have lost. And so even though this chapter wasn't super exciting, it does offer the potential that this day might be different than we thought it would be. Right on. Yeah, mine uh, is the it's the idea of rediscovery and reintroduction that you'll see in a lot of fiction and fantasy, especially a lot of young adult uh, fantasy and like children's literature, things like that, um, where basically you have a story that's lasting over time uh, that you feel the need. You know, it's been a year in real time since, you know, Line the Witch in the Wardrobe has been released. Uh, and uh, you what you need to do is you need to reintroduce the characters to make sure everyone knows what is, you know, what previously happened. You pro you may or may not have reread the book. You may not be crazy like Chase and I, who, you know, reread all of the books uh, and everything like that. And, you know, make sure that we get all of the minor plot points so that we can pick it apart. Uh, and if you're, so if you're not like that, you know, maybe you need a little quick refresher on like, oh yeah, what happened previously? What uh, you'll see this in a lot of fantasy, a lot of fiction, uh, a lot of you know, you'll see this uh, in Wheel of Time, Mistborn. Uh, you know, people just trying to be like, hey, who is this character again? Uh, you're gonna see this a lot in like Harry Potter, where like at the beginning of every school year, you're gonna make sure that you know, oh, that's Harry. He's the boy who lived. He's got a lightning scar on his forehead. Oh, that's Hermione. She's really smart and she's got crazy hair. Oh, that's Ron. He's poor. Okay. Uh, you know, it's the defining characteristics of all of our characters. Uh, you're going to make sure that you know, oh, yeah, at the end of last school year, uh, you know, Harry defeated the, the Basilisk. And now everyone is, you know, pretty hyped about that. He's famous. And Draco doesn't like him because Draco's evil, but also just misunderstood and angsty. Uh, this is kind of what you're getting with the beginnings of each of the Narnia books, because other than a horse and his boy, you're getting a reintroduced character. Uh, you're going to get the Pevensey, the four Pevenseys in the uh, Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and in Prince Caspian. You're going to get two Pevensies, uh, you know, that come back in Voyage of the Dawn Treader and they're going to bring their cousin uh, who is the worst in that book but he gets better and then after that in silver chair his cousin's going to come back with a friend and then after that those two are going to come back in the last battle uh you're going to see these constant reintroductions and so it's good and you'll see this throughout the narnian series uh, of being able to be reintroduced to these characters and rediscovering Narnia in different ways. And you're never going to enter Narnia in the same way. Sometimes you're going to walk through a wardrobe. Sometimes you're going to be blasted into a vortex in a rain, in a trailway railway station. Uh, and sometimes, you know, maybe you get sucked into a portrait. Who knows? That could be a, you know, that's a, that's a hook for the next book that we'll get to in a few months, but. Uh, you break into an attic and your creepy uncle tries to lure you in with candy. Sometimes he kidnaps you and, you know, uh, intentionally uh, smuggles you and traffics you into a world that he doesn't even know about. So, you know, congrats. Have fun. Um, yeah. Super fun plot points. Super fun plot points. But, Chase, that's all I got right now. And, you know, as we make our way through the brambles and the, you know, the branches and the thicket of these beautiful apple orchards, Chase, can you smell it? Can I, you I smell, smell that it. delicious smell? Good. It's a five-star rating. One sandwich. 
It's a five-star rating, maybe not for this specific episode, but maybe for our podcast as a whole, uh, because uh, what you can do to help us out is go find and rate and review us uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, you name it, you find it, uh, share it with your friends, uh, go follow us on Instagram at the Chronicles of Podcast, go engage with us, uh, you know, leave some sarcastic comments for us to enjoy, you know, who knows, could be fun, uh, but in until next time, guys, uh, that's all because that's, all, folks. that's how this chapter ended. So we're just yeah. going to. Yeah, we're going to wander through an archway and then suddenly just break off and not make any more noise. Thank you. Have you met Finley? I've not. So sweet. Hi. She's cute. I can feel that he's confused. Yeah. You know, that happens. But you're not crying in desperation to get inside of your skin, which is something that happens every time he sees a person in, in person. In person. A person in person. Yeah. He it, It's honestly weird at this point because every time I take him by the office or somebody comes to the house, he just starts like weeping. Just like, oh my gosh, there's more people than just these monsters taking care of me. It's like a little offensive, honestly. But yeah, yeah, I can, so I can see that. To meet people.